Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 64, and, well, we got plenty and plenty to talk about tonight. We got Misa on Talk, and we also have Club America updates and previews for the upcoming match against Tigres. But before I go any further, let me introduce my co-host tonight, as always, Mr. Christian Rosendo. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, just quickly before we start, uh, I want to give a shout out to my friend Louis for picking me up this uh, this sick polo. Uh, he was down in Mexico uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know he visited Salisteca, went into the team store, and uh, picked up uh, picked this up for me. So much love, brother. Thank you. And um, he also got me the the pink training jersey that everyone loves. You know that one, Ivan, right? Yeah. Yeah. He also got me that one too. So uh, so thank you, brother. And um, here I am wearing it. But yeah, I've awesome. been good though. Awesome. Nice, nice, nice to hear you. And in tonight, joining us is a special guest, a returning guest from last season. You guys know him as the Carnicero on Twitter. Please give a round of applause to Mr. Brian. Brian, how are we? Hey, you guys doing? I'm glad to be back. You can't get rid of me. Nope, nope. Can't get rid of you that easily. So you're in, uh, you're in, um, in Cowboy Dan's shoes tonight for the podcast, as Dylan has gone back down to Rosarito and uh, is experiencing the last week of uh, spring break down there. So we give a huge shout out to, to our cowboy over there. Hopefully he's out there uh, two-stepping it and maybe doing a little bit of cumbia in the beach. He's, pra- he's practicing for that um that dance tw- uh, dance competition. Do you remember the one yes. we talked about on Sunday? Yes, apparently yeah. Dylan thinks it's a good idea to have Dancing with the Stars, but with Liga MX English people. So, I don't know who. who what, what what would be your genre, Brian? What 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 would you dance to? Um, probably classical, maybe something um with a little bit of violin or trumpet. Mm, nice. Okay, I like it. I like it. What would you go with, Christian? Um, I don't know. Maybe we get some some bachata going. Oh, bachatas for the ladies. Okay, I like it. I like so, it. Why can't I be for the ladies too? We <laughs> <laughs> well, gave me the option. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it depends. Who, uh, you'll, what... just, you'll just you'll have to wait and see. Okay. Well, I, 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 all right. I'll I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Okay. I personally would leave it at cumbias, but that's just because you know. That's just me. But uh, that discussion will come on sometime later on in the year, hopefully. Uh, who knows? Maybe we even get it going. We all submit something. We all do it through Google Hangouts. Yeah, that's true. All righty then. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got plenty and plenty to talk about. We got the Mexican national team to break down. Tata Martino's reign has begun down in Mexico and with two very good victories against Chile and against um, Paraguay. It looks like people are starting to jump on that uh, Tata Martino train. What you, yeah, guys, uh, what you guys think about it? Yeah, we, we saw it in your tweet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, people are really enjoying it. And, I mean, they, they got every right to, right? Because, you know, obviously after the Juan Carlos Osorio era and then, you know, a little bit in between gaps for um, where we had uh, Tuca Ferretti and things were just really going our way. And now it looks like we have a very good, decent coach ahead. And now we'll have to wait to see what happens. Oh. Oh. 
I'm trying to fill your shoes, dude. <laughs> As you guys can tell, Dylan is definitely at Rosarito right now. Yeah, and you hear the wind. Why do you, um, why do you uh, fill these people with lies? Uh, you could tell you're at the beach right now, man. Yeah, seriously. Okay, is there a hurricane going on? Yeah, because there's cars at the beach. <laughs> I mean, in the parking lot, yeah. I see, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm in boots and <laughs> Okay, so you're you're a businessman. It's normal. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> They're not helping y'all. Well, nice to have you, man. Nice to have you. I try. I don't even know where I park. <laughs> well, while Dylan tries to find his parking spot down in Rosarito, uh, gentlemen, why don't we jump into the Mexican national team first, since that seems to be on everyone's mind right now, and then we'll go talk America and we'll break down everything that happened at the sub up. Well, Dignity Health Sports parking cars in California, and then we'll preview the game against Tigres. Obviously, a really, really big game coming uh, coming this weekend. But let's uh, let's talk Mexican national team. So uh, the first game was against Chile down in San Diego, which uh, we were down at the stadium covering for you guys live. Uh, Mexico went uh, to win that game three to one against Chile. And uh, Brian, I'm interested to hear what was your final thoughts after the after the match ended. You know, because this, it, uh, it it was a game that not a lot of people were expecting to see come into Mexico's favor so easily. Yeah, I mean, the game kind of started off um, with a little bit in Mexico's favor, but to see them win that that smoothly um, was really good. And I know that it doesn't really clear the air completely for what happened three years ago, but. To get a win is definitely something important, especially against that team. And when you look at the head-to-head, it's not it's not lopsided. So for that that last big loss to still be in people's minds, you kind of kind of push the new era for Martino forward um, in a good way with that win. So I was really happy to be honest. And speaking of which, uh, one of the, one of my favorite players that game was Al- uh, Alvarez. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I think Edson had a very, very good game on Friday. And then uh, actually, I had a pretty decent game on uh, yesterday as well, on Tuesday yeah, against Paraguay. Sure. Yeah. Um, Christian, t- tell me, how did you feel after the game? I know this is a, this is a manager you followed closely last season with Atlanta United. And, uh, you know, you you know, you know kind of gave us a heads up with kind of what to expect. Yeah. You know, how did you see this game? How did you feel about it? You know, any any player that stood out to you? Um, yeah, yeah, no, I was actually thoroughly impressed with Mexico. Uh, I felt like the first half, everyone was like a little bit flustered because, you know, we weren't playing, you know, I guess how we all envisioned this Mexico to be. But as you saw in the second half, we really picked it up a notch. And, you know, that kind of just, uh, you know, shows what Tata Martino can bring in the, in the explosiveness, uh, when to pick it up, when to turn it up. And you saw in the, in the sprout of 15 minutes, we scored three. And you know it was it was refreshing to see, and you know like uh, like Brian said, it was uh, something to get over that uh, that that seven that seven uh, nil loss to Chile. And um, one player that impressed me was Carlos Rodriguez. Uh, he plays on Monterrey, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. he he fit in perfectly. Uh, didn't skip a beat, in my opinion. Uh, a player to look forward uh, in the, in future call-ups. For sure. Now there is this kind of discussion that. This Chile side was not the most um, the, the most strongest Chile side that could have been possible. Obviously, 
They had a lot of players that were injured. Um, I mean, does that take away from from anything? I mean, or or should we still give credit to Tata for because he even said himself in his press conference that he felt that the Chile national team was his Achilles heel. Obviously, losing losing those two Copa America finals to to them and for him to kind of get this win, I think is a little bit extra special. Um, but should we focus too on um, on on maybe the side that Chile put out, or do you guys think that still it was it, it was it was more than decent? Uh, well, for me, I, I mean, coming into that match, you, you really don't know what to expect, especially what happened a few years ago. And I know that they played in the fall, and it was just a total cluster with Tuca's roster. It was a total mix, and it was a 1-0 loss. But still, I, this is kind of like the new era officially. So uh, you kind of have to walk away with it happy, but you can't be overjoyous either. I mean... Yeah, that's not the strongest Chile side, but it's still Chile. I mean, mm-hmm. there's still strong players on that squad regardless. Um, but like I said, getting that win set the tone a bit. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy with it, and I think the players should be too. Um, but, no, you don't you don't want to, like, be, you know, be over, over overblowing this win too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's the main definitely. thing too, you know. Dylan, can you talk? Yes, I can talk if you don't want me talking and driving. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, if you get pulled over, just say you're recording a podcast. That should that should help you. Um, I think that would be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know you. Well, they know you. I'll throw you. I'll throw that same question towards your uh, your way. Uh, how did you feel about this Mexico win? Is there something that we should focus a little bit more on in regards to the Mexican national team? How did you see Tata? I mean, just in general, your 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 two cents on everything that happened on Friday's game, because I think Tuesday Tuesday's game was a little bit different. Uh, Friday's game, no, I thought we saw a lot of good stuff. Um, I wasn't necessarily expecting, I guess you could say, like, the cleanest uh, game because I knew there, there were going to be some things that needed to be worked out still, um, especially it being Tata's first game. Um, first half was, was kind of kind of to me. Second half, it picked up a lot, and, and um, uh, it, it showed, it showed a, a potential of what it could be. Um, I don't think the fact that, you know, People criticize the Chile team that it, it was a weaker side. I don't think it should it should really be um, said because, like Ryan said, it did Chile is Chile, and so you know we went out, uh, we got the win. Um, I think if I remember correctly, uh, Tata wasn't really happy about letting in that that goal uh, from Nico Castillo that scored, and so uh, you know um, at the end of the day, you know. Um, you're going to expect some ups and downs, especially in the manager's first game. And so, uh, but at, at the end of the day, like I said, we saw the potential of what it could be. Definitely, definitely. I, I, I would say that this Mexico was a t- uh, in, in both games, both uh, Friday's and Tuesday's game, I think it was a tale of two halves. And if you look back at the Mexico game against Chile, you see Chile close out the first half much better, much stronger, more ball possession. Mexico started off well. They started moving the ball around and they started to get a feel of what they were playing at. But it looked like Chile figured them out a little bit, started closing down the spaces, and they started getting more of the ball and pushing Mexico back into their own half. Second half, Mexico comes out again strong and explosive. And then, of course, comes the first goal. And I think that just kind of turns the game on its head. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to the game against Paraguay, where Mexico, again, starts off strong in the first half. Uh, gets in the opponent's face, scores the goal, and completely dominates that half. And then you see the second half again. They try to explode, but then I think Paraguay figures them out. They start pushing them in their own half, and then Paraguay kind of closes the game, or at least throws Mexico off their game more 
and uh, you don't see the same kind of football being played in both both halves. Um, I, I think it's it's fair to say though, but uh, you kind of expect that in these first two matches, right? Like you guys mentioned, you know, it's a new team, it's a new coach, mm-hmm. uh, new style, but all all signs point to something good, right? Christian, I see you nodding your head. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. And I think this is a good thing because uh, I don't think you want to start off the new era, you know, with, with two losses, you know. I think this this should relieve some some pressure off of Tata's shoulders going into future matches. And, you know, like Dylan said, there are some, some few things we can clean up. Like, uh, for instance, the first half against Chile and the second half against Paraguay. Uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of things that can be worked on, especially defensively. I think we still have those defensive collapses, and then uh, against a better team, uh, they can they can punish you for it. So th- that's something definitely to work on. But I think these first two games were something to look forward to. Nice, nice. Well, um, Dylan, any any one play in particular that kind of stood out to you in, on Friday's game? He got pulled over, hundred percent. Oh my god! <laughs> well, well, uh, we'll just we'll wait for him to give us a reply to that. Um, I, I think we did see a lot of good things. I, again, I think Edson really, really impressed me in that game. Um, yeah, it was it was just nice to see the that the team was playing with with some good rhythm. Um, you know, the one player that kind of um, had a little bit of doubts was uh, Chucky Lozano. Uh, I just felt he was a little bit too overly aggressive in this match. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't like that. You know, he could have easily seen a red card in that game, mm-hmm. but uh, he you know fortunate enough that he didn't, and then of course goes and scores that goal. Um, but you know who also looked uh, very interesting, um, possibly a future America player, Arturo Vidal. I was surprised that he played for as much as he did too. You know? Yeah, he looked. Yeah. He, uh, I wouldn't. I would not mind him playing for America, especially yeah, when I no. watched him in the U.S. He was like a complete motor, dude. He was mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Completely crazy, and to and he had only arrived uh, two days prior to that mm-hmm. to that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I wanted to make can... I wanted to make one point though because we keep uh, people were mentioning that like yeah, there's no Alexi Sanchez and whatnot, but. Mexico, Mexico's missing players too. I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you, I mean, that's th- these are exhibitions, but you know, it's there's there's several players that really can do damage if you really put a good lineup together. So I mean, it, it's both sides are missing people, but um, but yeah, but I just want to mention that before we moved on from that. Nice. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Alrighty then. Um. San Diego was uh, was great. Uh, Forty nine thousand plus went out to to support the next national team. Uh, I think the fans got their money's worth in in full with that three one victory. Yeah. So you know, I think it's uh, I think it was a fun game. It was it was a great atmosphere outside the, the stadium, and then you know afterwards too, everyone celebrating, going out, and just you know completely enjoying themselves. So uh, shout out to everyone who was there on Friday and. Uh, you know, hope to cover more Mexico games for you guys in the future as well. So moving from there, we're going we're gonna fast forward and jump to yesterday's match on Tuesday, where Mexico played against Paraguay, Tata Martino's ex uh Mexican um, Mexican ex national team, in which he took them pretty far in that 2010 World Cup. Quarterfinals. And, uh, still, 
Till still, still to this day, he even mentioned in his in his uh, press conference in San Diego. He said, "Still to this day, I wonder what what that World Cup would have been if Salvador Cabañas would have been would have been." Mm-hmm. So, I think they that's converted, uh, they would have converted that penalty that they missed. Yeah, definitely would, definitely would. Um. So obviously loved by everyone in Paraguay, Tata Martino returns to face off uh, his ex side, and I mean completely, almost destroys them in uh, in a four two victory. Mexico had obviously the best first half, scoring three goals, and then the second half kind of dies out. And I think the reason why it dies out is not because, um, not because you know Paraguay gets back a goal or a second goal. I think it's the red card incident that Miguel Almiron does that completely kind of turns the game upside down. I think since that challenge on Gallito Vasquez from Miguel Almiron, I think Mexico doesn't look like the same Mexico from that point on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So obviously first half recap, I mean, they start off going, you know, extremely well, passing the ball around. I, I think that's some of the best passing we've seen in the Mexican national team in quite some time mm-hmm. to, to get in front of goal and, and, and to finish the way they did. Uh, I mean, Edson had an assist. Uh, Jonathan Santos with a yeah. great quick ball down to Chicharito. He played a great match, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Very, very impressed. I mean, so, I mean, there's not much more we could say about that first half than it was very good and very impressive, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a they could have put, put five in there, to be honest. Oh, 100% could have put five. Yeah. 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 And I was going to say, when you were talking about the red card, I think that changed the moment because like, every time I've seen Mexico play and there's been any type of injury or really hard foul, they start to shell up, and like, especially a friendly. So, like, when, for example, when they played Croatia and Araujo went off, like, you could just tell by the body language, the team was like, oh, we're done with this. We got a World Cup coming up. We're like, yeah. This. And when, when that big, like, really crazy tackle happens, and then, again, Araujo gets taken off, I think their minds were not in the right place. And that's why the scoreline started getting back into the game for Paraguay. But um, I, I don't think overall, I mean, that second half was just – bizarre I, I it's hard to take a whole lot from that it is it, it it was it was just really really strange all around you know um if i'm going back to the first half there's one thing i do want to touch upon real quickly and that's because he used to play with us and a lot of people criticizing diego Langes for uh for his start in that matchup saying he didn't produce enough saying uh that he could have done better this this and that um i did i, I will say he did not have a good game and no. um, but I'm also not thinking that he shouldn't be seen or being called up again. Um, I will argue, I will argue that Gonejito Brizuela did just as much as Linus did in the second half. Through the whole second half, yeah, in the first ten minutes, he definitely looked like he was on fire. To be honest, I thought he was going to hook up with a with a goal there, but uh, Linus, um, yeah, I think he was just rushed. I think he was trying to rush too much, and he wasn't comfortable. Um, because I mean, there's a lot of eyes on him. And when he plays with, uh, you know, in Spain, he's getting, you know, 20, 30 minutes, he's got to produce as much as he can. And that was kind of like the situation there. I was a little disappointed he didn't stay in or they didn't move him to maybe an attacking midfielder role, because Mm -hmm. I I think you gotta, you gotta play around with his position a little bit to see what, you know, what works because he definitely has a talent. Yeah. And and I was going to go into that next is that the fact that 
Linus, while we know he's a good winger, he much rather preferred to play on the left. If you're going to play him on the wing, he much rather play on the left than play on the right. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that. And we both know that he loves to be in that attacking midfield role. Mm-hmm. That is his that is his bread and butter. That is where he can produce the magic that he has in his feet. Um, and I wish, I really wish, like you said, Brian, they would have played around with his position because it would have been something special to see him right behind Chicharito and see what he could have done linking up with him. And there yeah. were a few like few spritz of magic that he produced. It's just like you guys are saying, I don't think he got a lot of time to really show and demonstrate uh, to everybody what he can do. Yeah, Dylan, what, what, what fouls. You... he won fouls too. Yeah, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't afraid to take on players too. That's the thing. But you know, I just hope that you know that that kind of like you know figure figures it out like where to put him and you know if to call him up to the Gold Cup because that's been an an interesting uh, topic recently. If he should go to the Gold Cup or he should go to the to the um, Under Twenty World Cup. Right. Yes, and that's um, we'll, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit right now. Dylan, can you hear me? Well, it looks like Cowboy Dan is still trying to figure out what's uh, what's <laughs> going on with um with his GPS. But um, yes, I can hear you. Oh, there you are. There you are. So, what's your thoughts on Linus? Dude, I told you, life stabbed me in the kidneys and put sawdust on the wound. I didn't get to watch it. <laughs> okay, understandable. Understandable. Thought he would have caught some highlights, but it's okay. Cowboy Dan's a busy man down in spring break. Um, yeah. Dude, life's cutting off my toes right now. I can't really walk. <laughs> Hence why you're driving, right? Yeah. Alrighty, well, yeah, the whole lighting situation is a bit, um, I guess, tricky. Uh, just excited, you know, not to get too much into it because I know we'll we'll have this discussion later on in the summer. But just quickly, briefly, yes or no, with a little bit of words to back it up, should Diego Linus go to the Gold Cup, Brian? A hundred percent. And the reason okay. being is, uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, the U-20 championship against the U.S., they got played off the field. Um, I think even if you put in a few more names, I don't, think that, I don't think that squad is good enough to do anything. And if they got bounced on the group stage, that's a wasted summer for him. Question? Mm, he should go to the under-20 World Cup. Why? I, I don't think he has a guaranteed starting role in the Gold Cup. That's my personal view. So... I mean, if he does get bounced off early in the World Cup, I mean, there's, there's a small chance he could get called off for the Gold Cup, but that's that's not 100%. But I would still rather him have a starting role, play his play, demonstrate what he has. Um, I just think he should go to the under-20. Dylan? I'd prefer the Gold Cup, but I, my money says he's going to the World Cup. All right. I I'm going to I I I said it and uh, I believe he should be going to the Gold Cup too. I just feel like it's gonna be much better. Um, this is gonna overall be better for him. I I would feel in in every aspect. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, scouts and this and that. But I mean, are we so quick to get him out of Real Betis? No, no, exactly. Which is why I'm like, it doesn't matter if there's 
Manchester United scouts in the Gold Cup or in the Under-20 World Cup. It doesn't matter. You want yeah. this kid to grow as a player. He's at a good team. He's at a really good team, which yeah. he, if he stays there for you know two, three more seasons, he's going to become an even better player, and then he can make a jump to an even bigger club. But for right now, he's at a really, really good position. No need to move him, so I feel like he should just be playing with the big boys. Yeah, I think if, if, if the situation was like the U23 – Olympic qualifying was overlapping with the Gold Cup, then I think the situation, in my opinion, might be different because I think that U23 is a much stronger field, but I, I, I just don't like what I saw at that U17 World Cup and then the U20 qualifying. He, he was by himself. He couldn't complete passes. I just, I was a little, I was disappointed by them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to help him grow. I don't think it's going to help him mature as a player. I think being around those older, older players who, you know, technically more gifted, more gifted and, and, and better playing than, you know, the under 20 kids, I, you know, he's going to grow. He's going to learn from that. So I, I, I agree with Brian there yet. I think it's, it's going to be much better for him to be at the Gold Cup, even without a starting position uh, guaranteed. Because I think, yeah, but- I think he'll break through. That's just my only thing though, because if he had a guaranteed position in the Gold Cup, it's hundred percent he should go to the Gold Cup. But since he doesn't, and I don't think he'll he'll get it in my opinion, unless an injury happens, he's gonna see maybe 20, 20, 15, 20 minutes off the bench, and that's even if if the game per, uh, allows him. So I don't know. Maybe this Mexico team can do something in the under twenties, but I just think right now he needs to be with them instead of the big boys. Well, we'll have to wait and see what the decision is summer, but we'll definitely be covering that topic in uh, in in a couple of months' time. We'll be ready I'll say for this, the Gold Cup. Feels like the, I feel, feel like the kid can't catch a break. You know, when he's at he's at Betis, he gets taken out precautionary for a back injury, and then he misses two games, and then he comes to Mexico, and you know he starts a match was kind of dicey, and now it's like, oh, well, we're going to send him to U20. I kind of feel for him, you know what I mean? He's kind of got no, yeah. for him every single second, you know? Well, that's what happens when you're uh, when you're the best uh, when you're yeah. the best talent in Mexico. No, yeah. mm-hmm. But look, the, kid, the kid's got a good head, and uh, got got people around him, and he's, he's, he's got a good heart, too. So, yeah. uh, if anyone can pull it through, I think it's Diego Linus. Mm-hmm. For sure. 100%. Alrighty then, we'll, we'll wrap up this L3 talk with uh, the, the end of the second half. You know, after that Miguel Almiron found, we said it, Mexico just didn't look like themselves. They got another goal back with Derlis Gonzalez putting one uh, behind, uh, That's uh, your guy. behind Godinho. Which, by the way, I tweeted out, I said, pay attention to this guy. I really want him in America. Goes off and scores a goal. Uh, which, by the way... Nice that was a lot of skill to pull that off, too. It was. It was. By the way, it was not George Sanchez's fault. Whoever keeps saying that on Twitter, that that blame could easily be thrown Gudinho's way because as a goalkeeper, as a goalkeeper, you have the peripheral view of seeing the whole pitch. Your defender who has his back to the pitch does not have that does does not have that advantage. So you give him a ball, and by the way, it was not the easiest of balls to control either. A hard low pass, which he has to stop, and then. You obviously see that that uh, that the player is going to be pressing him. So I I just felt like Gudinho could have had a better ball to play because if you play that back, he's like, he has three three other options that he could definitely choose. I mean, one of them is to boot it high, the other one's to play it the other way. Um, but as I would feel that that was that falls more on the responsibility of the goalkeeper rather than George himself, who I think had a really good game by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, For George his debut, really impressed me in his debut. 
Mm-hmm. 100%. I think the only thing, the only thing with that, with that error was I don't understand why no one else is talking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's a whole, there's several players that are just kind of like looking at each other, and the ball gets stolen. I'm like, what? The, someone say something. You yeah, know? like you know, like man, something clear, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was a bummer, but I mean, I, I don't, I didn't feel like Paraguay was gonna win that game or anything, but you know, no. If imagine though, imagine if Paraguay draws the game and with game ten men three, three with ten men. Ten men, yeah, that's um... if I was to say play of the match, I would have gave it to Miguel Almiron because his red card kind of changed the game up in Paraguay's favor. Yeah, I, I yeah. think if you look at the Chile game, it was like respectable respectable kind of chippy, and then that was like way overboard. And they made the whole game kind of and it's interesting oh, because that's not his. You you know you know Miguel Almiron a little bit better than us, Christian. You know he's not a dirty player. Yeah, I know. Watching that, and I don't know. It was like it was weird for me because I followed him all his years in Atlanta, and he's not that kind of player. He is not a dirty player. I don't care what anyone says he is not a dirty player. Yeah, he gets in your face a lot. Yeah, he's a little bit you know you know he kicks you a little bit here and there. But who doesn't? You know that's just his style of play. That's that's how he approaches the game. He is not a dirty player. I don't know where that came, uh, where that came from, but um, but it, it was a, it was a bummer to see. And you know, I he's getting a bad rep now, calling him a dirty player and stuff like that. I don't know if he deserves that much. It was a it was a bad tackle. I'm not I'm not gonna say here and say it wasn't, but I don't think he should be getting a lot of this hatred, if, especially if they don't know his style of play and who he I, is. I, I would dare to say that he just wanted to hit the showers early. I most likely I don't know, but just just know I'm not that I'm mean, kind of am, but that's just not him. That's not the type of player who he is. Another player I wouldn't mind at America, but oh, that was far along. I, I was I was from, dreaming from, from happening. Yeah. Um. That price tag was a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, America needs oil money. But we 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 talked about it before. That's for <laughs> that's for another discussion. Um. But yeah, well, uh, you know, Mexico walks away with uh, with a four two victory. You know that last goal, obviously uh, offside from Alexis Vega. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's it's funny enough that they called offsides on Chicharito's goal to make it four one against Chile. Oh yeah. And this one, which is a little bit more clear cut, just completely gets uh, yeah, gets nullified by by the officials and says, okay, play on. And good job by Chapitos Montes, who you know finds himself uh, scoring in in a Mexico jersey after after that terrible injury that he suffered yeah, uh, that, that, that eight was, years ago. Was rough. Still to this day, I can picture that that leg dangling. Yeah, that's right. life. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, anything else you gentlemen want to say in regards to the Mexican national team before we wrap this all up? Dylan, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Why you throw it to me as soon as I put a fry in my mouth? A fry. Because maybe you shouldn't be eating while we're podcasting. <laughs> eating, driving. <laughs> what else does this guy do? He, he does a lot. Of, you know, he, yeah. he does seven he things at once. Mm-hmm. Multitask. He's so is, is the question still at me? Yes. Oh. Um, good two games on the Tata. Um, still expecting some more. A lot of things to clean up and and prepare for the Gold Cup this summer. But a great start to to the to the Tata era. 
Nice, nice. Now, for those of you who are excited about the upcoming Arlington game, because if I say Dallas, Cowboy Dan will lose it. The upcoming Arlington game at the Cowboys Stadium, uh, our very AT&T own Cowboy Stadium. AT&T Stadium. Our very own Cowboy Dan will be at that game, covering that game live for the Eagle Eye podcast. So if you want to be that lucky person to get a picture with Cowboy Dan, who's going to be all cowboyed out for that game, make sure you guys uh, go find him in the stadium. Uh, we'll, we'll ping his location so you guys can go and uh, bombard him with selfies. Isn't that right, Dylan? I mean, you're the boss. <laughs> so basically, that's a yes. All right, yes, Christian, uh, f- final thoughts on uh, Mexico? Um, <clears throat> two, two good games. Um, it, was, it was what we needed. In order for us to give us a good uh, opinion on Tata, um, I really do want to say that Jonathan dos Santos really impressed me that game against Paraguay. Uh, I think he is a player that we should look at going forward. Just the way he he kind of you know controlled that midfield and you know distributing the play through, uh, through Chicharito. I think that was a really good connection, and I would love to see more from him. Also, on a side note, we should probably mention that there's a draw going on right now. For the Concacaf Nations League, so if when once the groups get announced, uh, we'll kind of interrupt and say that. But I just want to let you guys know that. All right, so Christian will keep a close eye on that. It will let us know what Mexico draws. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, Brian, final thoughts on uh, this Mexican national team adventure we started. Uh, yeah, good, good two wins. Um, I think that when Mexico has its best eleven, it can be a really, really, really good team under Martino because I think. He's got the control of the players. He's got the ears, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the, the next one. Though, to be honest, and I and by the way, love the black kit. I called it out. I know everyone's complaining about it. I loved it, and uh, continue to with, with, with these type of kits. I like. It. <laughs> I like the kit. Nice, nice, nice. All right, final question about the Mexican national team, and then we'll jump over to America. Does Tata take us past the fifth game, Dylan? I need to see more. I can't yeah. say right now. It's way too no, early. It's, just, it's, a, it's a yes or no. no. no There's no, no, no maybe. No, no. It's way too early. It's, it's way, way too, too early. You're asking a question two games into the era. You're just, just like any, one, you're just like any typical Mexican media person. I was. I'm, that's why I'm asking because at the stadium after that Mexico-Chile win, there was whispers going on around about that. So, just I'm simple worried, yes or no. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that now. When, it, when the time gets there, or get there, but I'm not worried about that right now. Yes or no? That's all I want. Yes or no? I think that that wins the gold cup. No comment. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm asking. Does that that take us past the fifth game? I played the fifth. So that's a that's a no because we get stuck at. Uh... As of right now, as of right now, no, he doesn't. Okay, Brian. Is it a 48 team uh, World Cup or still 32? No, it's no, it's a 40. 40, yeah, 40, 48, whatever the hell it is. Okay, format change, we go fifth game. Nice. Okay, see? yes, I see that, yeah. Oh, so now you want to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, cause, because the possibilities are, are more are, are more there than it was. Better rhythm. Would it be a six to, yeah. It's uh, in the winter, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's in the winter. Different time of year. It's Different time of year. Together. I, think that, I think this is it. It's coming home. 
It's coming home. It's coming back to you first. It's coming back to Rancho. Three, three. <laughs> three years before the World Cup starts. You guys heard it here on the Eagle Eye podcast. Mexico's getting past that fifth game. Yeah, absolutely. All right. you if backlash happens. Well, they'll have to arch- archive this for well, three we'll years We'll delete now, but... this episode and... Uh... <laughs> and there, there, problem solved. <laughs> yeah, be like... So bookmark this episode, please. <laughs> All righty, gentlemen. Let's move on into America talk. But beforehand, Christian, do we have trivia for tonight? We don't. We do not have trivia for tonight. All righty. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, do what you want with Christian. We'll leave his Twitter <laughs> handle on there. And uh but, but don't worry, he will make it up for you guys. I can make it up. He will make it up. That I promise you. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment. And uh I, I want to give uh this segment a little bit of time because I felt we've missed uh, out on talking about them for a little bit, so we're gonna give them a little bit of a shout out here. The ladies who by the way have qualified to the uh well their version of the Ligia, correct, Dylan? Yes. Correct. So, uh, how are we feeling about this? I mean, obviously, they're defending their championship title. They've had a bit of a tough uh, start of the season, but it looks like things are gelling for them. I mean, Dylan, how, how, how are you looking at the ladies right now who are, you know, just a couple of days away from playing Pumas in the Clásico Nacional? Or not Clásico Nacional, excuse me, Clásico <laughs> Capitolino. How bad? How bad? Who, who, who made you host? Oh, we already had the discussion. Oh, here we go. Not again. <laughs> I got the short and the sick. Um, going forward, I mean, it's it's still kind of hard to say because again, we don't have that that broadcast every week or every time they play. But just seeing from what we've seen and kind of just hearing and reading about it, um, I think things are going good. And things are, things are going to be fine. Um, really, all you got to do is keep the momentum going and keep the rhythm going heading into the gear. Nice, nice. Brian, anything? If you uh, Do you know anything about the ladies? Do you follow the ladies or not really? I've just seen your update. That, that's all I've seen from them. So, But if they're, cha- if they're you said they're reigning champions? They are. They're reigning champions. And they're uh, they're looking to, to pull off what America's trying to do right now, the B Campeonato. Yeah, I mean, so. you got to carry, carry that glory and success. I mean, it's America. What are you thinking? Come on. <laughs> Obviously, the ladies with a lot, uh, a, a lot of hard work still to be put in. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the Jornada Quince coming up. And they've already secured their spot into the next round. Christian, how do you feel? How do you see these ladies? Do you do you, do you believe that we can pull off this bicampeonato now, or do we still have questions? Um, no, I think I think we can. I think this is a good thing, them qualifying into the Liga because you know we've mentioned on the podcast, you know they've been a little a little not shaky, but they haven't been to the best uh, that they can be, and you know with this. Uh, with this uh, qualification, I think now it's time to focus on, you know, the little things that they can improve on and then in the long run make them a better team. Um, but it's definitely possible. We'll have to keep a close eye on them. Yeah, definitely. Most, most definitely. So uh, their upcoming match is against Pumas. They are away at uh, over there with them. It is, uh, it is this Saturday on uh, what we oh, realize yeah. are the time zones. Huh? 
I like how you worded that over there with them. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's it's <laughs> over there at Puma's stadium. So, um, yeah, that why game... couldn't you just why couldn't you just say Puma's stadium? You're just like over there with them. Well, I mean, wow, do we really have to address Puma's on here? <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just I don't know. Never mind, just forget it. Boom. All right, well, we'll move past that. And uh, yeah, the ladies play on Saturday, March 30th, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific time. No, 9 a.m. Pacific time, uh, 11 Central and uh, 12 Eastern because of the time time zone and everything. So, you know, uh, hopefully that game is broadcasted live through Univision. We don't know as of yet, but we will let you guys know if we hear anything. If so, then, of course, you guys know where to uh, log on to follow, uh, you know, game-by-game uh, tweets. So we'll have you guys covered on, on that aspect if if the game is transmitted live through Univision. So, ladies, if you guys are uh, if you guys are watching for some odd reason, just know the Eagle Eye Boys got you guys' back and support you throughout the whole way. And then, of course, as always, on Saturday morning, first thing you do, just hashtag let's go lady Aguilas. Alrighty. So ladies, hopefully you guys can secure a win against Pumas. And uh, you know, boo how have we done? Uh we've done good so far in the classicals, right? Dylan? Yes. Wait, I'm trying to think. I can't remember if it was this. If it was this clausura or last opportunity we lost to Pumas. I think it was last opportunity we lost to Pumas, but this clausura we have a victory over Cruz Azul already. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can make it, you know, they can continue that rain on going. So that is that for the ladies. Now we'll move on into the last segment of the podcast, the most important part, really, and it's America Talk. So get ready to discuss everything and everything. Las Aguilas de la America. So, gentlemen, America just comes off the international break after a friendly match against Atlas at the Dignity Health Sports Arena in Carson, California. I was down at that game. I got to meet some great, great fans. Got to take amazing pictures of everything that was going on. And, well, you guys saw the game, I I would imagine. Uh, Christian and Brian, did you guys watch? Yes, I did. I saw saw Aguilar do his great dance. And uh, Mm -hmm. I saw Menez scare us again. I don't know what's wrong with him and why he's breaking down. Uh, That worried me. You, you, what worries you? Uh, Jeremy. Oh, yes. Jer- <laughs> I think the whole stadium uh, held their breath when they saw... Uh, <laughs> when they saw... Some like, alternative me- uh, medicine here, like some stem cells for the poor guy, because he's on the ground half the game. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. Uh, you know, the funny thing about men is... is he is so fragile, but he's also so, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And it's crazy, you know? Definitely crazy. So I we were definitely... So you know? Yeah, I, and you know what? The funny thing is I was talking to people uh, at the club, and they were saying that um, Menace has grown a lot of cojones in these past months, 
since all he's been able to do is obviously work on his footwork and kind of rehabilitate himself that in practices he's chipping goalkeepers he's doing fancy flicks and they're all coming out you know they're coming out so it's just adding uh, a bit to his ego and everything so um i think it's good to see menace in um in this light you know in 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 the light where he he looks hungry he looks determined he looks like he's motivated to showcase his talent because i think in the back of his mind he knows that he's kind of playing for a job his contract runs out at the end of the season yeah. there's an option for a for another year but i mean at this point you wouldn't take it if you're america but i mean mm -hmm. if menace can steer you into the bicampeonato then i mean you you obviously do right and especially it's more difficult now since we have a surplus of foreign players. So, you know, for right now, Menace seems like an obvious choice to, you know, offload. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see because he looked he, he looked pretty good in the game against um against Atlas and I mean the little chip he made, you know, to score that penalty. Uh which by the way, he practiced that on um on Friday when I was down at the at the practice. Oh so, yeah. I was like, I don't think he'll do it, but he did. I was like, okay. I mean, just goes to show you the guys. It was the, smooth. The guys very um, very confident. Yeah, for sure. So, obviously, that game didn't end very well. America had a two nil lead and somehow seemed to bottle it. They ended up drawing two to two, but we did see a lot of good youngsters come up in the ranks. Uh, you saw the like of Zamora, who, by the way, I think had a really good game. Um, I think you, Ivan Moreno came into the second half. He looked really good. Uh, Tony Lopez in that center, center, uh, center mid role, kind of you know the Guido role or or the or the Edson role, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he looked good too. He looked very good. And then Ibarguen uh, also looking like he's uh, he's determined after that Chivas, uh, after he what he did to Chivas, he looks like he's ready to continue his good run of form. So, I mean, obviously, you couldn't read too much into this game. One, it's a friendly. Two, you were missing, what, like about 12 players because of national team call-ups. So, yeah. I mean, from what you guys saw, is there any good that you can take away from this? Because there was only very few little starters. I mean, it was a good start. It was. And, like you, and then, and then like, like you said, you know, you saw some of the <clears> – <throat> excuse me. You had the – some of the subs come in second half, you know, um, it just didn't necessarily gel well together because you don't often see uh, these players play uh, like they did. So obviously, like you said, it was it was a friendly. Uh, the atmosphere is going to be different right, compared to what it'd be in Mexico. But at the at the end of the day, you know, you, you saw some good stuff, um, and especially like you said from uh, Zamora too. Uh, one of one of the players, you know, that that could um, come up and and be something good as a, as a cantera. So um, you saw some good, and you know, at the end of the day, like you said, you can't read much into it because, like you said, a lot of players were gone. Brian, what did you take away from this game? Well, I mean, you, to be honest, you can't. It, it it's just one of those like it, we were talking about the the Chile friendly and how, what that meant. You can't take too much away from this. I mean, obviously, you want Menez to get some rhythm, and I'm glad he scored, but, you know. And then you get some youngsters in there, but, I mean, the 2-2 two -two doesn't bother me, to be honest. Uh, you, you just kind of got to focus on, you know, who's out there and uh, who looks good. I thought Moreno looked good, and uh, Lopez looked good, too. 
Um, but yeah, you can't take. I mean, there's not too many huge takeaways from this, especially since you know they just won two classicals. So um, you know, before this, so yeah, there's you, you can't stress too much on that. And I think the one thing that after, especially winning those two classicals, we feared the most is because we were finally finding some rhythm that this rhythm was going to be interrupted by this international break. Um, but I would dare to say that uh, it might not be the case because some of these players, you know, they came into the national team and they left their national team. Obviously, one, healthy, which is the most important part. And two, um, with a bit of rhythm behind them. I'm, you, you look at what Castillo did, you know, gets a goal against Mexico, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you look at I what on Tuesday, but you know, yeah, but <laughs> can't have it all, can't yeah. have it all. But that's gonna, you know, that's definitely gonna help him out. And uh, his coach was actually talking really good about him uh, as well, saying that um, he's uh, he he's gonna benefit from being there, and, and he's gonna become an even better Nico because of it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Edson continuing to 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 look good. George, who had a, I would say, a really good game on on Tuesday, and then you had Renato Ibarra, who was playing and again, you know, in Ecuador, and you know, getting Guido, you know, had a Ooh. had a very good game uh, again in Argentina. Nothing but praises for Guido in Argentina. What I've been I seeing, mean, definitely. So you know, our players are are coming into this with um with with good rhythm. So I you know I would imagine that it's it's only going to help and benefit because the upcoming game is going to be. I would say one of the strong, one of the toughest ones so far this season against Tigres. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, it's uh, it's it's been confirmed. Oriol Prata will be ready for for Tigres on on Saturday. Uh, are you sure about that? Yes, Piojo uh, Piojo gave it gave the the the, the nod, and so did Oriol Prata on um, on Saturday when we were at the mix zone. Oh, okay. So. Oye Parata is going to be good to go. So how do you guys feel about that? It looks like we're finally getting all of our injured players back. It looks like we have a full roster. Um, you know, talk, knowing what we just talked about and, and rhythm and everything, what do you guys expect coming into this Tigres game? Dylan? Um, <clears throat> I kind of see it as high intensity because um, because I feel, like, I feel like this team kind of needs to come out, you know, and, and really – <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, get on the seat of this team, you know, and start to play their game and start playing it early. Finding an early goal, if possible, or if not, you know, just keep having those chances and come out in just full, in full force. Okay, okay. Christian? Wait, what was the question? I'm sorry. Oh, well, it looks <laughs> like someone's not paying attention. <laughs> Y'all complain about me. <laughs> I said, how do you, um, this game, you know, coming into the, against Tigres, how do you feel? Oh, extremely confident. I think that these two wins against Chivas and then, like you said, the rhythm from our players in the international break are giving us good confidence going into this. Um, I do predict that it's going to be a back and forth game, but I also feel like we we will have the edge over them. Brian, your thoughts on this upcoming match against Tigres? No, I, I agree. Like we said, uh, players look good on their break and um, pretty strong roster coming in. So I think that the confidence level should be high and there's going to be a lot of options for Piojo coming into this. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we have um, we have to talk about, uh, you know, who's going to start and everything. Um, 
and you know, knowing that we we're gonna have probably all our all our players back and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how you guys come uh, to pick your lineups and what formation you're using. If you're using two strikers, if you're just using one, I mean, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I'll throw it to you first, Brian. What's uh, what's your predicted lineup for Saturday against Tigres? Um, I probably wouldn't make too many differences from the uh, the Chivas win. So. Obviously, Sanchez, Aguilera, Valdez, Aguilar, Alvarez, uh, Guido. Um, I think Ibarwin played then, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then may- maybe Menez, if he's, if he's good. Um, and uh, Ibarra and then Castillo. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Okay, interesting, interesting. All righty. Christian? Yeah, I'm, I think it's almost pretty good. I'll... Like it's Marchesin, Paul Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez, Edson Guido, uh, Renato, Andres Inbarguin, Mateo Suribe in the kind of like camp position, and Nico Castillo as a lone striker. Dylan? Hmm. It's interesting, you know, because Brian went Menez and then Christian going um, Mateos. Hmm. I think I might have to stick with Christian's lineup. Okay, okay. I I mean, I can see both. I really can. Uh, but it just depends on Menace if Piojo thinks that he's ready for a uh, for starting position against Tigre. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I find it difficult, but I, let's play it safe and let's say that he does go with Mateo Suribe in that cam spot. What can we expect from this America side, tactically speaking, going up against a very good Tigres side? Who's gonna, who, who, who what could we say Tigres' weakness is so far? Because <laughs> they are in second place, so this is second against fourth. You know, yes. um, I don't know. This this Tigres team has been solid uh, this season. It's ah oh, man. Ryan, yeah, do you see any weaknesses? There's in not a whole lot of weaknesses, but I have seen them uh, mess up some finishes. I mean, there's sometimes they get some pretty clear chances that they just completely mess up. So that and there, uh, some finishing might be a weakness, but they're a strong team. I mean, you know, America should be confident, um, but I, you can't write this team off either. Yeah, yeah, obviously no. Mm-hmm. Um. So the chat's saying that there's a possibility that there is no Jingnack. Yes, I did see that too. That doesn't mean anything, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, obviously they have. <laughs> they have yeah, a, a, a vast, vast uh, depth in, in, in yes. to their availability, but um, that is still something important because you know Jingnack. I feel like maybe is a bit of a leader in that in that side, so that that you know that could uh, that could wear. On, on the Stigris side if he doesn't play. But still, they got, like you mentioned, Christian, a lot of talent at their disposal that they could easily come and uh, and, and, and make the game a little bit more difficult for us. Now, now I'm interested to, you know, to hear what you guys think going forward or, or the, uh, it, as a, the whole game. What does America need to do to walk away with three points in the Estadio Seca against Tigres? You know, what is what is it that Piojo needs to implement in his style of play against Tigres? And um, 
and and who do you think needs to step up for us in this game? You know, Christian, I'll throw it to you. I think we're gonna look at the two, the two men that are very important to our squad, and Guido Rodriguez and Edson Alvarez. I think if they are able to really limit Guido Pizarro and Pedrinhas in that midfield and really limit the the passes that both are uh, the both Julian and Luis Quinones get. I really do think that we can control that, that aspect and kind of swing the game in our favor. So for our wingers and Ibarguin and Ibarra to implement what they know, and I think that's the way to beat them. Okay. Okay. Nice. Brian, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, I definitely think Alvarez needs to be uh, – it's going to be an important player because, like we said, looks good over those two friendlies, and he needs to carry that over to, to the club can't take any steps back. Um, and I think Castillo, I, I think um, if, if he gets in a rhythm, is feeling confident, I think he could be a game changer for, for America. Mm -hmm. Okay. Definitely. 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 Um, you know what? Uh... Dylan, can you hear me? Yes. All righty. Give me your give, give me your two cents on on this. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna look forward to um, uh, Bruno and Aguilera a lot, um, really because uh, I I and then you know I, I think Christian put it best too and and uh, Brian agreeing with him you know I think it starts with uh, Guido and Edson too but you know um, it's gonna be have to be a near perfect game for them and. It's really hard to do that. So if, if there's if there's a slip up, uh, Bruno or Aguilera really have to step up and take charge in that back line to make sure um, there's there's no uh, chance, you know, for somebody to have a chance at much to see. Even though I'm, even though I say time and time again, we don't deserve much to see, and neither does Argentina. <laughs> and so, but you know, especially because a lot of people have criticized Aguilera, um, which I, um, I I can't see. And I agree with some of it, but you know, it's just it's just it's time to step up really and and show why Piojo has the faith and trust in him. Understood. 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 Um, do you guys see an early goal happening in this matchup? Mm, probably not, no. No? I think I think the first the first few minutes of the game they're just gonna feel each other out and you know, try to find each other's weaknesses. Yeah, I could see that. I I mean that's what I would imagine uh, would actually happen. So um, with that said, here is a bit of breaking news. The national team has just announced it's uh, Liga de Nas the Nation League of CONCACAF's group stage. And Mexico has drawn Panama and Bermuda. Bermuda. Um, so how do you guys feel about that? Brian, how do you feel about Bermuda? Uh, I think we could take about a U twenty and uh, get a result. Unfortunately, I think, I think we can get a U seventeen and get. Yeah, a I was. I didn't want to go that. I didn't. I. Oh, I don't care. Okay, my indoor rec team. You know what? Let's just go <laughs> us four. Just us four yeah. versus their their whole team. I think we can do it. Hey, I saw somewhere. Someone say Cowboy Dan is a better goalkeeper than um, than Raul Gudinho. So, I think we're in safe hands. Yeah, so we're in safe hands. Uh, all seriousness, though, um, I think it's a pretty 
easy group for Mexico. I don't see any difficulty in this group whatsoever. The, I will Alrighty. say this though: it was good to see uh, Panama get a result against Brazil in Portugal. Oh. Mm-hmm. That was good to see because you know their their World Cup was yeah um, it was really bad it was bad so, mm-hmm. yeah it was terrible <laughs> it was unholy on all righteous levels you know yes so one one against uh, Brazil you know a little bit of hype for them no yeah, yeah. I mean but Panama's always played played us hard so I think that's a team that we can't really take that lightly you know yeah understood understood all right back to the Steelers uh, America <laughs> game um. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good good matchup. It's it's really going to test us to see if we're actually at the level that we want to be. Obviously, uh, we're getting to that point in the season where everything is just so tight and you can't be giving up uh, points. You can't be giving up anything away. Um, and it starts off here against Tigres. You know, it doesn't get any easier from here. So uh, let's hope that the boys can go out there, showcase and demonstrate that they're that they're definitely playing like champions. And that they deserve to be the Campeonato champions, which I think is is possible. You know, if if everyone remains you know healthy and you know Nico continues to bag in some goals and some confidence, and Ibarguen can continue to grow and be the winger we've always expected him to be, um, I, you know, I have no doubt that you know in the midfield we're we're in good hands. You know, it's just a matter of fact that everything just starts gelling together. You know. Yeah. And hopefully they get the win. Uh, hopefully they get the win because <clears> then <throat> at eight uh, or eight o'clock Pacific is Monterrey Cruz Azul. Because I want to enjoy that one. You know what I mean? So yeah, if, if America gets mm-hmm. a bad result, I get, you know I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be not feeling good. I mean, any anything but a win can really influence our position in the table. If every team underneath us wins, we're we're out of the top eight. Yeah. So it's dicey. It's very, very, very tight, and we we always said this at this point of the season. This is the the point of the season where you hope that your team kind of has this style of play, and then they know what the objective is going forward, and how to and how to play these, these tough games. Um, this is this is the first test for America, in my opinion. It's a it's a huge test, um, but if we can get over this hurdle, I really do think we have a strong chance of uh, this be campeonato. Alrighty, okay. Well, here comes the favorite part. Give you guys this prediction for the game on Saturday. And just because of that, Dylan, you're going first. Well, I gotta go first. <laughs> because you said boo. Well, I mean, wow. we, sh- we should be nice to our guests and let our guests go first. <laughs> well, you did say I'm the boss, so. Oh, that is true. Um, 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one America? Sure. Oh, come <laughs> on, Cowboy Dan. Yes, 2-1 America. <clears throat> all right, all right. Christian, what is your prediction for Saturday? 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one, you're going with a draw. We need points, my guy. Ah, yeah, I just... Yeah, 1-1. One, one. Oh, all right. Okay, Brian, what's your take? 4-3. Four, 4-3? Three. Four, three. <laughs> what the... <laughs> Nice, I be, like it. It's gonna be a banger. That's that's not, that's what I was looking for. Four, I like three. it. I that's like it. Be. That's what I want. That's that's the kind of that's that's what I want here. You know, I like it. So I'm going. I'm going three nil America. All right. If we're going, if we're going bold with it, I'm going three nil America. That's. I didn't expect anything less. All right. I would have said four nil, right. but you know, I've had to retire that ever since the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um. 
It looks like people in the huh? Did you like Brian's response that he can have my place on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Don't offer it because he will take it. That's all right, Brian. You want it? Uh, I'll mull it over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, these well these two decide what's going on with that. Um, Obviously. Uh, let us know what you guys think in regards to that. I see the Holy Chicken Trinity is going for a uh, the holy a win. Chicken. chicken Nuggets going 2-1. Chicken Little's going 3-2. By the way, it's Chicken Biscuit here today. Yeah, we need Chicken Biscuit. Looks like Chicken I... Biscuit might not have been able to make it today. But yeah. um, obviously, I'm uh, Luis, who, by the way, shout out to you, uh, Louis. Uh, it is his birthday on Saturday, so happy birthday to you. Yeah, um, long supporter of the pod. Long, long supporter of the podcast at America as well. So he's going with a 3-0 victory for America as well. So let us know what you guys are thinking in regards to the game on Saturday. And uh, zero, Carlos zero. is going 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, I can almost bet it won't be a 0-0. Zero, zero. Looks like Dylan and Carlos were talking not that long ago. So That would be rough. That would be very rough. I don't, I, I don't think any of us want that. So, um, yeah. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, mm-hmm. three points. Hopefully, it Hopefully secures us and uh, a place at the top. And you know, with the results elsewhere, we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. I guess we're pretty confident that America can pull off if uh, if if they play the right pieces. Correct. Hundred percent. It's just we just can't have you know a lot of slip ups because this team will punish you. This Tigres team will punish you. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Alrighty, before we wrap up the show, we just want to give a huge thank you and a huge shout out to every single one of you guys who have listened to us, supported us, followed us on Instagram and on Twitter. We have reached over 840 followers in such a short time frame. I know, Dylan, whenever I speak to you about this, we never had any idea we'd even get to this point. Uh, let alone to be where we're at right now. I didn't think nobody would ever want to listen to us. Right? I thought we were right. just going to be rambling on, just three people listening to us. Two of them would have been us, <laughs> just listening <laughs> back to our rambles, and that one-off person. And uh, But, no, thank you so much to every single one of you guys who have uh, made this all possible. Because of you guys, we were able to go cover the game on Friday, and then, of course, we were there on Saturday, which was an absolute fan festival. Carson, you guys outdid yourself, uh, you know, to every single one of you guys who went to that game. Uh, uh, I know that the club was very impressed with uh, with your guys' support and everything. So continue to be yourselves, continue to keep growing, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we will have news on that FIFA tournament that I have promised you guys, but unfortunately... We got way too busy with this uh, week's schedule in regards to covering the matches, but I will have that out no later than uh, next week, okay? And uh, without further ado, Brian, thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast, my friend. It's been a while, but uh, glad that you were able to make it. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I'm like a virus. You can't totally get rid of me. <laughs> well, I would say this, though. Every time we've had you on, you have been good luck, so. Absolutely. So uh, I think we played our cards right here. If, if there's any one game that you wanted that, it was against Tigres. So hopefully we played our cards right here. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Christian, as always, it's been a pleasure. Dylan, thank you for taking time out uh, uh, from spring break to, you know, come chat with us. Not on spring break. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be modest with us. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to be modest with us. 
Christian, as always, thank you so much. Of course, man. This is my favorite time of the week. You know this. Favorite time of the week and sexy, sexy polo shirt, by the way. Sexy. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't sure where you're going with that, and I'm glad it ended with the polo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an off-camera discussion. I would have said the same thing to you, but you know, you're uh, still yet to see your face, Brian. A lot of people are wondering what you look like. Yeah, I'm really good looking. I, <laughs> that I that I'm none of us can argue against that. Alrighty. <laughs> well, the carne setup for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Where can I find you on Twitter, Brian? Twitter at Brian RMW and my articles are at the stoppage time. I'm gonna get some more Liga MX stuff in there. Um as well as Mexican national team. Nice. And I will be in Arlington, not Dallas, Arlington in June. I made the mistake last time and it took me 40 minutes to get to the damn stadium every time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys see Brian too, make sure you guys go say what's up to him. Take a picture with him and all his um all his handsomeness as yeah. well. So, you know, yes. a picture of Cowboy Dan and Brian together? Wow, yeah. that, that's something we're going to have to so find. That's, that's what I'm going for, mainly. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's going to blow up Twitter. <laughs> that's what we're hoping for. That's mm-hmm. what we're hoping for. So if you catch these two gentlemen out in Arlington, or for some of you, Dallas, if we're trying to be a little bit more general, uh, make sure you do stop by and, and say hi to them. No, I know the- what, what's general about Dallas and Arlington that, 30 minutes away from each other. I I don't know. Do I look like a, geog- a geog- geography expert? Yeah. <laughs> I could barely yeah. say the word right. You think I can? <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, thank you guys for everything. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening. We'll be catching you guys very, <coughs> very soon on uh, Twitter. Make sure you guys follow us on there at Eagle Eye Podcast. Shout out, huge shout out to La Rasaca Americanista, who we collaborated with. On Saturday, I took over their Instagram, and uh, it was a lot, lot, lot of fun. So hopefully we can do more stuff with them down in Mexico City. And, again, thank you to every single one of you guys. We'll see you guys on Twitter, and we'll see you guys on Saturday. Until next time, take care, and as always, Arriba America.